It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jared Halpern. America is moonbound again. The Artemis program, manned and unmanned launches, is NASA's mission to put humans on the moon for the first time since the 1970s. The lunar trips don't come cheap and could wind up costing tens of billions of dollars. So far, congressional leaders overseeing the space program appear willing to pay the price, seeing scientific breakthroughs and national security implications. My colleague, Fox News congressional correspondent Chad Pergram, has been following the debate and joined me to talk about bipartisanship breaking out for spaceflight. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't already, subscribe to the weekday Fox News Rundown podcast. Now, here's Fox News congressional correspondent Chad Pergram on the Fox News Rundown Extra. All right, so Chad, let's start with, um, when's the last time, Chad, you saw Republicans and Democrats sort of tripping over one another to try and fund an agency like NASA? It's it's not very often. And as Don Beyer, (laughs) Don Beyer is the Democratic representative from Northern Virginia, and uh, he chairs the space subcommittee, uh, an aerospace subcommittee in the uh, in the House of Representatives. And he went to the, uh, you know, attempted launch on Monday, along with Brian Babin, who is the Republican ranking member who represents the Johnson Space Center in Texas. And he says, you know, we're all for this. You know, it's a lot of money, but we're all for this. And I said, well, you know, why? You know, usually there's dissension on these issues. And it was interesting that Brian Babin was talking to me about jobs. You know, this is good for his district. You know, and mm-hmm. I even said, you know, everybody has something in their district that is the big economic engine. If it wasn't this, it would be a, you know, a Ford plant or you would make computer chips or something. You know, this just happens to be your thing. You know, you're going to be for that thing in your district. OK, but he says, no, this is a little bit different. This is about national security. And Don Beyer said, you know, we all get along on this committee and we're all for exploring outer space because we're not talking about things we don't agree on. And he mentioned abortion and guns and taxes. So well, this is less and, controversial I mean, it, than abortion, guns well, and that, taxes. And it's interesting, the national security component, because, listen, China, Russia, other countries have, you know, sort of accelerated their their space program because and this was part of the, the rationale of Space Force, too. Right. Is that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a superiority in, in space, you have superiority over satellites, any number of things that can be very disruptive here on Earth. Absolutely. And, and, you know, whoever has the higher ground, that has always been a key in military battles. Whoever has the higher ground and, is, is usually able to prevail. And we talk about moon, the moon. I know people may not get super excited about a moon mission. Obviously, we, we've been going to the moon since the late 60s, but this is sort of stage one of going to Mars, right? That's sort of how Congress is is looking at this from a funding standpoint. Right. And in in 2003-2004, President George uh, W. Bush Mm -hmm. said, we're going to go back to the moon and we're going to go to Mars. Kind of threw down the gauntlet, much Mm -hmm. like uh, President Kennedy did in the early 1960s, right? Well, you get to 2010 and President Obama, he, he cut out the moon part. But Congress, and this is, you know, again, jobs and local constituencies and everything else, continued the rocket program, even though, you know, the shuttle program had been mothballed, you know, they got away from that. And so here we are, they're actually working on going to the moon and, as you say, subsequently Mars. So they do frame this in national security um, uh, 
they, they do frame this under the aegis of national security. That's something that they find very important here, especially competing with the Chinese. The Russians do have a, a set of problems. Yes, you have the International Space Station, mm-hmm. and we actually work with the cosmonauts up there and so on. But they aren't as far along as the Chinese. I mean, you have people who've quit. Uh, they're fighting the war. There's a lot of problems in the Russia space program. This is not the USSR in the United States, circa, you know, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Sputnik, you go back. This is a different. The main adversary in this particular space race are the Chinese. And what you can potentially do, do you weaponize space? That's always been a concern. Um, and maybe if the Chinese are able to do it before us, or maybe if there's, you know, maybe if nothing else, if we say, look, we can do it too. Uh, you know, you guys are going to do a weapon. We're going to do it. But they reach some degree of detente or something about weapons in space. Uh, I mean, you get into some very interesting issues there, because if one side surges ahead, uh, you've got a real national security problem on your hands. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. So what is the long term? I mean, uh, I don't, do you expect hearings? I mean, how how does this get funded out? This is, I mean, because one of the things that has sort of impacted sort of bringing down NASA's funding has been a lot of these sort of SpaceX and... I don't remember what the Bezos one is. Blue. Yeah. And there's there's some members of Congress who say, well, maybe we should just let the private sector do this. And if it gets too expensive, you know, already, you know, the inspector general for NASA basically told Congress that a sustained moon program is unsustainable. So that's going to be a concern in the long term here about how much money they're willing to dump into this. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago, certainly when NASA and everybody else was doing things in the 60s and 70s, you didn't have a private entity that was capable of doing any of this. Right. NASA was it. That's different now. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so again, you know, the government can do this. The private industry can do some of this. And, you know, it's a question of which direction this goes. But there's a couple of things that they have to figure out. And among the tests that they're working on is – the human body cannot withstand tremendous amounts of radiation that they you know, would get in out deep outer space. It's one thing to go to the moon. It's another thing to go to Mars or further. Right. So that's a problem. Number two, just the sheer amount of time it takes to get there. This is not, not Star Trek. We don't have warp engines. They can't you know, warp you know, the space-time continuum right. and you know, do things <laughs> like that. But, but, you know, but if you said to Copernicus and you said to Galileo— who, by the way, was under house arrest from the church for some of the things that they wrote about, about science that we accept now, they would lock us up. They would say, you go to the moon? You're thinking about going? How? how? Yeah, so, so again, you know, so where, let's, let's go into the future 400, 500 years. They figure out maybe with fusion rockets or something, you know, we don't have the, the lift capacity to get there. They figure out some way to be able to go, you know, great distances into, into space and come back, by the way. Uh, you know, they figure out a way to maybe, you know, this, you know, maybe the Star Trek thing, there's something there that they figure out a way to make things go a little faster because you're dealing with such staggering distances. Uh, but here we are in 2022 and maybe in, in, in 2632, they have figured this out. Congress though, often is sort of at the, the mercy, maybe mercy is the wrong word, but listen, public, public perception and and public um, uh, support for for these programs is going to be paramount, right? So how important is it as we look at the funding for this type for Artemis and, and what comes after Artemis and, and all of these funding requests? Is it for success? 
In other words, NASA can't have a lot of scrubs. These have to be successful. There have to be or there has to be something that, 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 you know, lawmakers can show their constituents. Right. Right. Well, think about, you know, the inquisitions that were conducted after the two shuttle accidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, the you know, the guys that burned up on the launch pad, you know, back in the 70s. You know, there's been all sorts mm-hmm. of of tragedies. This is not easy stuff to do. And if you have accidents, Congress is going to want somebody's skin, you know, if, if those things happen. But you're going to have, you know, successes and failures and, you know, try, tr- trial and error. It's I mean, I guess my question is, does that make it harder than for, for these? It, types it of- does. It, yeah. it, it does. It does. And, and but you know what they have to do? And th- this was the success of the space program in the 60s and the 70s is that they had a foil, the Soviet Union. That was really framed around national security, you, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of what the Soviets could do. And so we were were competing with them, essentially. So those two things were at work. And they also were able to kind of capture the attention of young people. Tang, it's for astronauts. I remember drinking this as a kid. Well, Tang, I was going to say the same thing. So I grew up. And they stirred this up around, among young people. Yeah. So that's how you, you do I, it. I grew up in, in the space shuttle age. Right. Um, you know, challenger after challenger, that that type of. And I remember going to a shuttle launch when I was in elementary school and just being mesmerized by what I saw. And exactly. maybe that's the key. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, but again, if they have a string of successes here, mm-hmm. then guess what? The funding will continue if God forbid they have some accidents or a lot of scrubs or things don't go wrong or don't go right or what have you. Uh, the guys on Capitol Hill, the bean counters, will start to ask questions and they will lose the support of the public. Who will say, we're dealing with a pandemic, we are dealing with crime, we are dealing with a border, why are we running around in outer space? Those are questions that will be asked for sure, uh, but Congress seems to be on board uh, so far. We'll see uh, how that all plays out. Chad, love this reporting, important story. Um, for a space guy like me from Once Upon a Time, really appreciate your reporting on this. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.